sank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting alive with fur and feather as omen apparition we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground Welcome to the Antipodean Arts Podcast. This is episode 36. And um, I want to acknowledge that we are on unceded and sovereign Yagara and Jagara and Turbal country. We are by the crossroads of the historic and complicated Boundary Street and Vulture. And I acknowledge the elders past, present and emerging and all the work, the resistance work the law work, the relating work, the ceremony work, the song work that is continuously taking place in the unraveling of colonial deceit and colonial conquering and the restoration of older truths that are ever renewing. And I acknowledge all of that this night. How are you, Brodianne? I'm very well. Fia, how are you? Right in this moment, I'm feeling a little tie-tie. A little tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just been one of those days where I'm running from thing to thing. Um, but I am also, like, well. Mm-hmm. Feeling in general well and vital and, like, content. Really good. <laughs> What about you? I'm actually really good and I'm full of, I was going to say I'm full of beans. I'm full of coffee beans. I had coffee really late. So I'm, yeah. I'm full of I'm beans. It sounds like beans. sounds like you're farting a lot. Ew. I actually <laughs> hate baked beans. They actually kind of freak me out. Yeah. I, I actually really like baked beans, but I rarely eat them. Like it's not a thing that I eat. But I love you them. Will. But I love them when they're there. I'm but trying, it's not something I'll seek out. I'm trying to eat them more in, in – um, like my Mexican foods and soup because it's meant to be good for you. But yeah, sauce and so so vegetable protein. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've been so I I lost my phone before oh, <laughs> right. it was I taken had from me. About that until just then. Um, so, but it was just before I was about to head away for you know a long weekend mm-hmm. uh, where I was would be, I mean we're, we're pretty much off grid then. Um, yeah. There's not much signal anyway, so it was actually a really good thing, and I think it was meant to happen. Yeah, that's the way I'm looking at it anyway. Because I, I had sort of even thought to myself because I don't use have my phone with me um, while I'm at work all day. I can't get online and scroll through bullshit all day. Yeah, um, that I'd plan to do that. That I plan to sit on my butt and just, you know, indulge myself in online bullshit for mm-hmm. a couple of days by the fire. Okay. But, but I didn't. And, yeah. And thanks it was gods. taken away. Right. And I got, I really spent a lot of time outdoors. Ah, saw horses and kookaburras and wallabies and king parrots and sulfur crested cockatoos and honey eaters and mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of bees, as I was talking about before. And yeah, it was just yeah. beautiful. It was so yeah. beautiful and lovely and cold. And we were able to take all, um, we took our dog Moose up. And he loves the cold. So he was mm-hmm. like running around, jumping around like a puppy, just enjoying the cold. And there's a bit of a husky pack up there. Mm-hmm. So our family has rescue huskies and um, mallies. 
Um, yes, in Australia <laughs> and a sledding team. That's why they live up on the range. And yes, I got to sort of hang out with the pack, which I always love, and um, family. And I had to well, really we concentrated on spending time with family and and um, with my partner. Weird, no, and no, no internet, no, you know, Hurrah. bullshit. Yeah, amazing. Um, yoga, stretching in the sun, in the morning sun, looking yeah. out over the valley, like fuck, it was amazing. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling tonight. Yeah, and where and and I always I always find it like so <laughs> like I feel so weirdly divorced from the fact that I spent thirteen years because yeah. I was there preschool to year twelve. Yeah, thirteen years in Toowoomba, and I just feel so divorced from it because yeah. I cut it, and so much has happened yeah. since then. And I just don't. And when people go, oh, I was in Toowoomba or like I have a dear friend who was working in Toowoomba for years, like yep. who would go for half the week and she'd reference it and I'd just kind of giggle That's and me. laugh and mm. be like, what? Uh, Ruthven Street, Woods Street, uh, Grand Central. like Oh, yeah, that's, the, that's yeah. the talk of the town at the moment. What What is the what is? Oh, like, you know, the big shops and everything that have come in. Oh, I mean, these were big when I was. <laughs> well, no, I think that there's, there's because a lot of places would close down on the weekends and stuff. And uh. now there's a place where you can shop anytime and ride in late into the night and stuff. Ew, and so it's right. made this like, yeah, a little bit, but we're far away from that. So yeah, you're in for a people part. who are listening who um, are in different parts of the world or haven't had the pleasure. <laughs> haven't had the pleasure. <laughs> no pleasure. To go to the crossroads of the West. What do they call it? The gateway to the West. The gate- Way to the west. <laughs> so about two hours drive from Brisbane up like onto a table top or table like Well, it's like range. the Great Dividing Range, isn't it? It's part of it. Yeah. yeah. Part of that but long, really huge thing. But it really is like thing. flat driving all the way out of Brisbane and then all of a Lately. sudden insane. Mm, and then uh, you go up the range. You go up the range and there's at least table lands. And um, it's really incredible country mm. and you feel like it makes sense that you feel so divorced from and separate from that place because it feels like another time it feels different and i it feels very different i've only been back since i left in in february when in january or february 2006 it was there i think it was the end of january it was lamas 2006 <laughs> and i and i left i remember it was chinese new year which which is why i'm thinking it was february but anyway it was chinese new year and we were playing Balinese gamelan in in Chinese in the China in the chi, in Chinatown, and I packed a little duffel bag, and I said to my mum, I'd only graduated like in November previous. I was like, I'm going to move, and she was like, okay. And I'm like, I'm going to bring my duffel bag, and when I find a house, like you, maybe you can drive the rest of my shit. I didn't have a lot of shit at the time, mm. and she said, yep. And I that Love weekend, you. that weekend, I found a share house in the middle of the valley yeah, you on, did. in the middle of Brunswick street. <laughs> yeah, you did. I also met my friend hope there and we like, and I lived there, you yeah. know, and I just moved and I was done with Toowoomba. And I think it's not, it's not the land. It's not, which I've heard apparently that like the, these are the indigenous lands of the Jarawa and the Gyabal. And I think Yagara even stands yes. as, as stretches, yes. but, um, you know, things that I don't even remember being taught, by the way, when I was younger. I actually feel like I learned this after I left. But anyway, um, I, you know, I just fucking left. Mm. Be- and it was not, it's not because it's stunning. Like I, I practiced for the craft for five years there. Mm. I got to witness 
geese have eggs in spring and yeah. like, you know, live near, live literally down the road from the Japanese gardens. And I got to practice in a really beautiful place, mm. but so human wise, not so great. Yes. So conservative. So it's really strange. So I also made note of and was saying to my family on the drive back this morning that I know so many incredible witches that came from Toowoomba or lived in Toowoomba at some time or the Darling Downs or, yeah, Um, and a lot of them are very queer, very, very magical, Mm -hmm. very, very different, Mm -hmm. and you would not know that. Toowoomba would produce that kind it produces, of it, it produces a lot of great people and they all leave. And they leave the mountain. Because <laughs> you drive past like big American kind of billboards of like aborted fetuses and like it's read your scary. Bible. And um, I will, I do have to pause and interrupt and say myself, like, I, there are still good people. There are very I good people. I don't want to be that person. I know good people who. I know. Well, I. Yeah have family up there now. So, you know, we, there are good people and there are really lovely people that, I mean, we went to lots of country markets Mm. all weekend Mm. and went to the flower festival and there were lovely people. There were also a couple of assholes. Yeah. I've heard it's also changing. It is. And it was very, um, very multicultural. Mm. And then we get, I'll get in trouble for throwing that word around again, but literally as part of the spring festival, they had so many folks, um, in traditional costumes yeah. that were performing. Um, I didn't even know that there was a Japanese garden until we were talking about it earlier. It's stunning. Yeah. It's so uh, the, Right we, next to USQ, like right next to the campus. Right. Like you can walk from one of the car parks of the USQ into it. Wow. And then on the other side is like residential. Because I went to the, I think it's the Queen's Park where they have oh, the flower yeah. festival. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, I'm all about gardening and flowers. So I was geeking out mm-hmm. there for a bit. But then I found myself drifting away from the crowds with Damien and, and like some of the trees up there. So I think a big part of the appeal up there for me is, you know, Brisbane, it's a very young country in terms of since European colonisation, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't have a lot of anymore in Brisbane, a lot of beautiful old buildings or big old trees, not that many, a couple. But, in but Toowoomba, also those trees wouldn't grow here. No, they wouldn't. So you're, they're all of these incredible oaks and um, like lots of silky oak. And um, but in the in the park, obviously they have lots of different. Intro- like I was hugging a big redwood and a cedar and all of. I um there was a beautiful um couple of birch trees and I collected twigs and I was like, thank you so much. Oh my god, I get to see birch trees. Um, I was eating fresh mulberries and every. The orchard was in bloom and it was just a bit incredible because we just don't have that kind of climate down here in Brisbane. So everything felt yeah. a lot feels a lot older. It feels older in the sense of like, yeah, that like German, British, because it's very like um it's very colonial. It is very <laughs> I'm looking still. at a I'm looking at a top map topographical map and I'm actually having a lot of nostalgia. There's this park that called Laurel Bank Park, which was one of my favorite parks. Yeah. It's quite small, but um and it's just actually up the road from Grand Central. Ooh. And it's um it's the place that I used to um facilitate I used to run this thing called the Teen Pagan Network. Oh, you, I love you so <laughs> yeah. hard. And I <laughs> and it was inspired by um, a group of young people in Brisbane, actually, who I met in 2002 at the Pagan Pride Festival in King George Square, um, which was amazing. Um, but they 
God, what was her name? Morgan, I think. But um, this is a long time ago, but um, they were running um, the Brisbane Teen Pagan Network and I had liaised with them and asked if I could run one in Toowoomba and I just, you know, did and there was no problems with that. But yeah, the Toowoomba Teen Pagan Network. And I wrote about it in my first book and I... um, and I, we used to meet and we used to do rituals and we used to have learning circles. And sometimes older folks, like people who were not teenagers would come because mm. we would, we knew them because I also used to go to, believe it or not, uh, Toowoomba had quite a, like a, I wouldn't say flourishing, but a solid pagan community. And, um, I used to go to these things back in the day, um, called pagans in the park yeah. and, um, I would go every month. Yep. I think it was the third Sunday of every month. I would go every month in Queens Park. And I we I ended up doing not a lot of people would would for some reason run ritual there. And so I ended up running ritual. And they would come, like adults and people who had had like people far older than me. They would mm. come. And that's where I started to, I guess, develop a sense of like confidence in that I could do those things. Cause then I just moved to Brisbane and that's fucking started good. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so Toowoomba nurtured that in me and it also provided me some adversity. True. You know, like, Truth. you know, so I learned really quickly to, well, I also learned to hide it. Right. <laughs> I learned to hide it from people. I, I'm one of those people who, if you meet me for the first time and you don't know me, mm. it's not, I don't talk about what I do. I'll tell you the littlest thing. Yeah. Like I'll say, oh, you know, someone will eventually ask, oh, what do you do? Like if I'm around people I don't know, I'm like, I teach meditation and I just won't tell them anything else. Yeah, I won't right. tell them I, I read tarot cards. I won't tell them. I'll tell them the the tiniest fragment of what I do because I just find that I don't want to have those conversations even, even in this day and age. Um, but that Toowoomba did that to me. Yeah. Yeah. If I'd grown up in like San Francisco or Melbourne, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be like that. But I, but Toowoomba taught me to be um, discreet actually, ironically, because yeah. I'm also a public witch, but again, <laughs> public witch in that persona amongst people who know me, yes, right? But when I'm walking down the street or if I'm at a dinner party or if I'm meeting a parents, I'm not, it's not something I lead with. Yeah. And they might not even hear me say one witchy thing, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote witchy thing. Cause I'm pretty, I kind of keep it, keep it. Yeah. <laughs> and Toowoomba did, Toowoomba did that. <laughs> but that's okay. It, it taught me some things. Look, my band went up there a couple of times and played some gigs at the old Irish club and stuff. So I've, I've been there. Mm, yeah. There it's some. been, I've had some interesting, interesting interactions. Um, but you learned some, yeah, some uh, in, important history. Well, I was trying to, I actually met a really interesting gentleman at one of the markets. He, um, he's actually teaches um, archeology. span Mm. And he had a stall and I actually bought a beautiful um, fern fossil from him um, and a couple of beautiful stones that he'd brought in. Um, and he was talking, I don't know if this is, if it's, I forgot this right. He was saying that before 1960, any artifacts or things that you found, in, including indigenous artifacts, you could keep. And anything after that had to be sent to the museum or to, to a university for study, not even given to traditional owners, mm. which now they're sort of fixing. So it got me sort of talking and he said he's just starting to begin his studies in Indigenous archaeology of that area mm. um, sp- specifically. Um, so we sort of had a little bit of a chat and you can sense it, like I was speaking to you about 
like the actual land up there and how it mm. feels and being in the forest up there and um, being at the lookouts and and I know it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful it's and stark. There's a starkness stark to it, and the the soil is really dark, a bright ochre red, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's on everything. <laughs> so the the earth is this incredible red color. Um, the the trees and and the yeah, there's a lot has been damaged by the intense uh, um, farming that's been going on up there since Europeans started colonising it in, I believe, 1816 from my research. About the 1840s is when the farmers actually started really digging in. Um, but before that we had like 40,000 years that that um, was being acknowledged of First Nations peoples living in the Darling Downs and on that range. Um and I'm not going we, – we were trying to make sure we had our pronunciation right, but I'm not going to um, bugger those up. So, But I believe it's the Jarawar, the Yagara and the Jibal. Jibal? I have no idea. Yeah. How to, I, I can see them in my Those head, were the people, I, yeah, so G-I-A-B-A-L, um, were the people of, of that area. Um, but also – it was on the table as, or, or, you know, heading up into the Darling Downs that we have the Bunny Nut Festival Yeah, that we talk about a lot. So that would be where um, every two or three years mm-hmm. up to, you know, multiple um, mobs would come together mm-hmm. to meet when Bunny Nuts were in season, mm-hmm. when they were plentiful. If mm-hmm. they weren't, listen to this, guys, so weird. When they weren't plentiful, <laughs> they didn't take them. Mm-hmm. Funny that. When they were plentiful, yeah. everyone would gather. Yeah, groups from this city. From So everywhere from Gympie all the way down to Tweed, mm-hmm. people would come. Yeah, big it festival. fucking scared the shit out of the white people, right? They were terrified of, of people coming together in such large groups. Mm. They had no idea it was to feast and to trade and to talk and share mm. lore and stuff. They just saw a whole lot of black people together. Mm. So it was often, uh, eventually it became something that, that was discouraged and and people were even killed to kind of uh, deter people from coming to the festival. Um, but at that time when people would come together, there was over 14 languages being spoken, mm. which is, I just found out today. I was like, that's incredible. And wasn't, I was doing, I was researching and it isn't Toowoomba like a place where they're, they're on their way, they'd stop. Yeah. And they would, so. and they would like, and the, apparently some ceremonial leaders up there would, would be able to speak like upwards of five languages to welcome people to country. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Incredible. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then of course, in the 1840s, we can have some serious conflict happening between the, the settlers. So frontier war bullshit, mm-hmm. um, including September, 1843, we had the battle of one tree hill, Yeah, that's which it was, yeah. And apparently this happened on what I grew up as a kid knowing as Mount Tabletop, which you can see from, is it, what's that place that I used to go as a kid? And I, Crow's Nest? No, Picnic Point. Picnic Point. I used to, <laughs> I used to, we used to go to Picnic Point and there was this fun little playground I loved, but you can see, you can, you have a really um, clear view of Tabletop. Yeah. Um, but it's um, indigenous or original name is Miwa. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but a, a transliterated in English, M-E-E-W-A-H. Um, so there's de- Debate even over the name of Toowoomba. Yes. So, yeah. like, um, different different um, First Nations terms 
one being a, a, something meaning something similar to like swamp. Yeah, I I grew up hearing, but this which doesn't story. make sense. Yeah, I I grew up hearing. Was that his swamp? Well, actually, there is a swamp. Where under the under Grand Central, <laughs> and that's what? and that's why that's why it's breaking. So ah. so so th- so there is this conjecture, which I believe is conjecture, that Toowoomba is like a miss. Well, a, the way Aboriginal people there were pronouncing the swamp Toowoomba. Yeah. Toowoomba. Yeah, but. I don't think that's true. I also heard it might have been the, another word meaning something to do with like a native melon or a native yeah, fruit. Yeah, I have it. I think it's just But I think everyone an keeps an indigenous I mean, word. Probably they killed too many people to actually find out the truth. So that might yeah. remain a mystery, but hopefully there are some elders. Um, there definitely are. There There's definitely a, are. Apparently there are lots and lots. I've Apparently there are quite a few people who end up in Toowoomba because of where, where it is geographically Yeah. in terms of Indigenous people. I think there was, um, in one of the articles I was reading, there was, um, I think, uh, a memorial erected for one of the elders that died during that One Tree Hill battle. Yep. And um, about 14 people, elders turned up and actually signed and uh, um, um, their signatures at the memorial and um, claimed uh, heritage direct from the original owners of, mm. that, of those places, which was pretty awesome. And it says here that the that we're talking about um, a man by the name of Maltagara. Maltagara, yeah. yeah. Who di- who called this um, battle? And I think he even, from the story I was reading, he even tried to give a couple of his, you know, friends or or I believe it was one station in particular, a white uh, family that he'd been trading with or knew well. He gave them the heads up that it was going to go down, and no one listened to him. Mm. Um, and then they attract. Um, they attacked three drays or supplies that were being taken up onto the range for the settlers. I think they were trying to starve them out a little bit, just a smidge. Mm. And unfortunately, there was retribution, and he died. So they they was a memorial erected for him. Um, but yeah, between eighteen ninety seven. And right up until like the 1950s, that's when you have uh, forced relocation mm. of um, Aboriginal people from from the Tablelands and the Darling Downs mm. because um, that's when the farmers, a lot of it up there is um, beef, a lot of it is mm-hmm. cattle farming and grazing. And before um, Australia, oh, sorry, Australia, well, we're all in Australia, Brisbane, was just a penal colony, so we didn't have anyone down here to trade with. And so they were taking all of the cattle down to New South Wales and down in towards um, Sydney and Melbourne, mm-hmm. which is obviously a huge, huge trek, um, and down the other side of the range and down through the tablelands. Um, and it wasn't until, like, some of, you know, brilliant governor came up with the idea of allowing uh, settlers to manage parcels of land here in Brisbane and freehold that they could start bringing cattle down and meat and trading with people here in Brisbane, which obviously a lot easier for them. But they tore down forests uh, basically just to create grasslands um, for huge farming families. Mm -hmm. And that's still pretty evident now. There's a lot of work being done in terms of um, replanting. Um, I know Petrie Forest and a few places like that. But, yeah, you can see it on in the – the land itself, mm. a lot of damage. <sighs> makes me so sad. And it also makes me, I mean, well, 
that's the thing, isn't it? It about, makes us fucking angry. Imagine yeah, how. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I just lose words to articulate myself around it. I know. And it, um, because I didn't really, it was only 1993 when the native title was like the legal dismissal of that concept of terra nullis. Yeah, wasn't that wasn't that Eddie Marbo? He he was the one who who fought for that in the High Court. I'm quite sure. Yeah, Eddie Marbo, a native title. With yeah, yeah I'm quite sure that was him. Mm. Long history of it, but I um, a few people mentioned to me, oh, there's a there's a couple of um, sacred sites up here that you can go to, and there's pictographs, and you can you know we'll organize to take you. And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I know. It's like. We, this whole entitlement <laughs> thing about we can just go look at it. One, no. Two, <laughs> I would first be meeting with an elder or at least speaking have, to yeah, someone to here an and to find out even if it's sacred women's business, if mm. it's men's. Oh, no, and they're like, oh, no, no, it was just a meeting place where everyone hung out. I'm like, all right, yeah, you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said in the end I had to be like, well, as a spirit worker, mm. I cannot go mm. without exactly. permission or knowledge yeah. or or anything of yeah. what it is. I would love to. The yeah. the ancient history nut in me, mm. the nerd in me is like, fuck yes, let's mm. do this. But I would never. It's well, yeah, exactly. It's 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 baseline polite. Um and then and then there's also um and it's also important to I think as non-Indigenous people in Australia to like just be like, well, the only entry the only legitimate entryway into that kind of thing is through that invitation. Yes. But um, but also, as you said, when you're also an active spirit worker and you're a sensitive, it's not a good idea to be just wandering around. I've got enough exactly. trouble up there. Like, oh, that's right. We were driving. Um, my father-in-law is an incredibly smart man and Richard knows a lot about history and mm-hmm. he just loves, yeah, to, to have a good yarn with me about things like that. Um. And he he was taking us around. Like he drove us out to the the new airport. Oh my god! Gave us the tour. Um, I don't think I ever drove went us to all the around. Yeah. It's there's not a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time I've ever been to an airport where you can like still just drive up to it. Like it's got a circular driveway. You oh just get off and god. get in, go into the terminal. Oh my god. It's really crazy, and it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Oh. Um, but this is all part of the plan to make Toowoomba, you know, bigger and better and. Mm. all that jazz, but he was driving us around and we got to this sort of part. We crossed an old railway line and I was just like, oh, I feel sick. I don't like this at all. Mm. And I went, I wonder how many dead bodies are buried in there. Like just said something like that as we drove past. And someone was like, oh, yeah, that was where the – because there's two hospitals, the the smaller original one, is it Bale – or something. There's a there's, there's a an old called, mental institution. There's a place called Bailey Henderson. That's it, Bailey Henderson. That's where we were. We're driving past that, oh. and then as we went past the old mental institution that was on the other hill, and I was like, "There's babies in there." Oh, it was just yuck. There's mm. enough going on up there without poking your fucking nose in mm. um, sacred business. Exactly, Toowoomba is a strange place. <laughs> um, and yeah, but and with the wildlife and the yeah, mm. it does remind me a lot of. Well, actually, my partner um, Damien was saying of Canada because it's not we've got big, big, big open sky up there. Mm-hmm. So yes, from horizon to horizon, and you feel it feels really, very open. You, and you feel, feel really close exposed. to it as well. You do, and the stars are so yeah. close yeah. and. 
Yeah, it was, um, it's, yeah, it's a very, very beautiful place, but obviously very complicated. And like you said, it's very conservative. Yeah, what I, people used to say, they probably still do. It's for the newly wed and the new, uh, and the, the newly, yeah, the newly wed and the nearly dead, <laughs> which is uh, weird and gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was also, I will say this, I will say this for my mother's choice. I mean, she, like, she went there because she, all her, her, her parents were there, her family was there. They grew up on a farm outside near Dolby and Oakey, like, or between Dolby and Oakey, but all her family was there. Mm. So, uh, most of them actually, Gail was not, Gail lives in the Gold Coast and still does. But um, so that's why we were there and it was a good place to grow up. Yeah. It was in some ways safer than a lot of other places, but in other ways not. If yeah, you, because I do. And statistically as, as there are a lot myself, of pedophiles I get there. that. Shit, yes, yeah. that's scary. That's, but there's also a lot of churches. That's exactly uh, right. My mum used to say, I, wa- <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. Like she would draw the connection. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of very old churches and, and uh Christian uh colleges. Well and when we say fancy very old. <laughs> well, yeah, compared <laughs> to some of the listeners. Again, we mean uh, that church. So I'm looking, I'm looking here that the the colonial European, um, I guess, imposition history traces back to 1816. Yeah, that's the first. Yeah. And but I, I believe I read a little bit. Like, it wasn't the first time that um, the First Nations people of that area had seen a white person. Oh, probably because not. there was a runaway convict who made it up on the range and ended up living with, I believe, the Yagara people. Mm. And so that was the first person they'd seen. So they knew that they were around, that they were probably coming. Mm. They weren't, you know, completely surprised. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting place. It is an interesting <laughs> place. We've, and I and I, I think I should go up there with you, Alphils. I would love for you yeah, to come up I feel, and come I to feel the farm. S- I'd feel safer, I think. But I definitely want to, like, there's p- parts of Toowoomba that I'd like to go back to just for, like, nostalgic reasons. Yes, I'd love you to take, yeah. take me and show me yeah. around. Um, we went out for dinner at the Pioneer Arms, I think it is, out at Kabbalah. Okay. And it's, like, one of the oldest surviving pubs in Queensland and it's really great, really great. We had an amazing dinner. Are you sure it was it's classic. in Gumbungee? No. Because there's a what there's what there's a Pioneer Arms. I'm sure it was called Pioneer Arms. Yep, and it, and it's in a place called Kumbanji, which is really close. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right near there. Yeah. 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 So that we're sort of well, the family um, property, sort of off the escarpment, so looking out over the edge, mm. and we drive up onto the main tableland and go right, and it's this brilliant old old pub. It was creepy. I liked it. Is it is it this one here? Let me see. You just showed me a map. Yeah, but okay. So there's there's Toowoomba, and then yeah. there's you go Moringandan. Moringandan. <laughs> <laughs> What's to the right of that dot? This is really interesting for people who are listening. Yeah, to this sorry. Now, looking everyone. at the pictures. Pioneer Arms. What's Wait, that road? This road is Peachy. Peachy. Peachy Maglagan. Yep. Go. What's the one down from that? Down. Yeah. Or up? Oh, this one. This is, oh, King, the this is Kingsthorpe Hayden Road. Nah. No. No? Oh, fuck it. Fuck it. Um, it was a great pub. <laughs> really beautiful. Really old. Yeah. Uh, the way Australian bars can only, like, real real good old Australian mm. pubs can be. Um, I do love 
a really like wholesome pub. Oh yeah. And specifically I remember I started only liking pubs when I went to Britain for the first time Yeah, because I started to get them then. Yes. And I was like, oh, it makes sense. <laughs> I think that was, yeah. Yeah. It was, it's just got that same vibe. And when I, oh, and I, I also think I really liked them because at the time this was, there was a strange four five month period of my life where I was eating fish. Okay. And it, and, it, and it happened to be the first ever, no, that was the second time I went to Britain. But anyway, I went there in 2010, it was the second time. And I, I was eating fish and I remember going to a pub and I remember ordering fish and chips with oh. mushy peas. Oh. And I was in heaven. heaven. Yeah. Like I was like, holy oh, shit. Don't, I, don't you get me wrong. I had a chicken parmy with like um, roast, like spud potatoes. Mm. And now I'm hungry. Yeah. Man, I it, think I need to eat. We had, and <laughs> we also, when we went out driving in, around um, and it was, oh, I was on Friday and we, we stopped in at, mm. at a local club and, and had a, like an ice cold forex <laughs> off the, off the bar. This episode is like the weirdest Queensland. <laughs> I'm just going to literally call in it. It's going to be in, Queensland which, in which Brody Ann and Theo discuss being Queenslanders, oh. which really like, it's interesting, right? Because I want to say this as we wrap up, I be like, I don't, it's, I get all weird being <laughs> like, Oh, I'm a Queensland. I happen to live here. I did grow up in Southeast Queensland, but I'm severely different from people in far North Queensland yes, and people in regional so Queensland. You have and, to think about the scale of, of our state as well when yeah. we're talking to folks, cause it is, it's one of, you know, it's, it's so, the second largest. It's huge. It's huge. Right? And it's also, people have called it the Texas of Australia, but I also, really? just, yes. But I also just think that's not a great comparison. No. And a lot, but other states, you know, the Southern states, they like to make fun of us. They think we're backwards and rednecks and we don't use daylight savings. And, and there is a lot of, but I often think that's really classist because, because there's a lot of people here who, interestingly enough, mm. Queensland was the first Australian state and also the first, um, uh, British, uh, colony, yeah. um, to abolish the death penalty. Were it we? was the first. Yeah. So we're, we're forwards in some ways. Yeah. I think there is it's similar to here, America but, where yeah. the hotter it gets, the the more backward they think we are. Yeah, this, we talk slower. Slow and, but that's because it's fucking hot. Yeah. It's like in the south. That's right. You know, that's true. Good, good, good. You gotta thinking. like, you know, we're walking through like a hot Look, steam mate, shower half the time. <laughs> We have some really crazy. We have all everyone there go are look more up the poisonous YouTube video snakes. of the olive python eating the a crocodile. The crocodile. Everyone. Oh my god. Queensland olive python eats crocodile. That's were, that's rural Queensland. Up there too. There's been. Um, my father-in-law was actually bitten by a poisonous snake up there. You he got brushed to hospital. Yep. Um, they've had the snake guy out. Uh, oh my god. So apparently the snake guy is a guy called Gunther. <laughs> who's in his 60s and he comes in on his Harley wearing leathers oh and he's got a pillowcase yeah. and fucking like a metal metal mm. stick with the hook on the end and he just comes in and grabs him by the back of the head most of the time. He's like, oh, it's just a python and mm. throws it in and rides off. Oh and I'm like, God. I have to meet this man. Yeah, Gunther. Please, Gunther. That's, <laughs> that's great. As long as it's just a python when I'm up there, I just don't want to be dealing with any eastern browns and any of that bollocks because yeah. you don't have long to get to a hospital. No. So on that note, on the on the note of Eastern Browns. No. What was it was very I was reading the local paper up yeah. there and it was a local snake catcher, not Gunther, which I was very disappointed because he should have had a like a spread. Yeah. Um but it was a local guy. Gunther's, <laughs> Gunther's spread. spread. That's hot. <laughs> um but 
yeah, this guy's like, oh, you know, this, this, he'd found it, he was called out for a really big um, black, red belly black snake and just the look of them, they're beautiful, but they, you, they, everything about them screams deadly. And he's like, but these are quite placid. He goes, you should see a hot brown snake. Like mm. if it's a hot day, they're bastards to catch. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, they, <laughs> this is what we live with. You, they can go for you if they feel. They're very aggressive. Anyway. Yeah. Much it, love. Much love. Thank you for listening to our rambles about a beautiful <laughs> town in Toowoomba. It is worth going for a visit. It I has do re- love it. It has reinvigorated my desire. We need to go up and spend time there. It's great because I got to experience go, like, actual with a car cold. Witches and just terrify Take the up locals. Town. <laughs> they would be terrified. Anyway. Sounds wonderful. Mwah. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Mwah. On the hill that lay beneath the wolf sky We felt the dark clouds falling An omen apparition And with the thunder rolling Our how preceded the storm We lay beneath the wolf sky We lay beneath the wolf sky This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast Music by Wendy Rule The song is Wolf Sky